Yeah, yeah, that happens to me a lot, and it happens at the exact same time. It's right when I'm about to either go on the air or teach a class or, or do something where I have to speak to a handful or more people. Um, I, I really feel like that's our ego. Um, the ego flares up and starts having us doubt our ability and doubt that we're going to do well, and so we, we really are afraid that we're going to fail. And I think that the throat chakra reacts to that, and so it starts shrinking and diminishing, and that's what gives us the frog in the throat. So honestly, what I do, I just do a lot of self-talk of, I just, I say to myself, I know what I know, I, I know my material, I love what I do, it's going to be okay. I just kind of give myself a little bit of a pep talk, if that, <laughs> if that makes sense. It does. I love that. I, I never thought about it that way. Um, thank you for the explanation because um, most of the time this is when it does start acting up. Um, I know that I have allergies and whatever, but it's mostly when I go to do my interviews. So thank you for the idea of the pep talk. Yeah, of course. So as we were speaking, I was guided to pull two cards for you. And the first one is trust. Trust your feelings and dreams to guide your career path. And it's funny because this angel is looking into a crystal ball. And I feel like that's how you run your life is through the crystal ball and you see everything in a light way and you, you absorb all of the information coming in because it thrills you. And um, the, the angel is to the right, well, looking on the card um, to the left and then her left wing is only a little bit... Um, it goes up to like her ear and then circles around and back down, but it's very fluffy and pastel, like pink and lavender blended in together. And to me that shows the calmness that you have and that everything that you do in life comes from that calm place. And as you just explained to me about my pep talk, I believe that that's because you understand a lot and you've had faith for many years and just you let everything roll off your shoulder and you take things with a grain of salt and your meditation I'm sure is what helps this. Does that make a lot of sense? It does make some sense. Um, I do have a lot of faith in the way divine order is put in place for us so I trust processes I trust my guidance a lot. I would like to let things roll off a little bit more. Maybe that's part of the guidance is um, sometimes I get very invested in being human and having my reactions and, and uh, I get a little overzealous in having my feelings hurt and all of that, all of that business that humans usually experience. So maybe I'll just take that on as I really get to let things roll off a little bit, a little bit more these days. Yes, it makes a lot of sense because um, being empath, we sometimes forget about yeah. letting things just roll off our shoulders. And for people yeah. that don't know what an empath is, basically we absorb everybody else's energy. And for the most part, on, on my personal empath um, being, 
I absorb the negativity. So that's when I forget to let things roll off my shoulder. Does that sound familiar to you, Morgan? Um, I tend to take things very personally um, because I'm empathic and I, I really do love people. Like, I really love people. And the people that are in my life, I love even more than everybody else. And so when there's a breakup or a, a misunderstanding, it cuts me to the core. So I have a tendency to take things on a little too personally. And it's those moments where I feel it hurts me where perhaps I could pull out a little bit and look at the bigger picture and not take things so, so uh, on such a level where it's detrimental. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't have to answer this, but I found that a lot of spiritual people that are coming from the same direction as you and I, um, I realize that being an empath is what brought me to my suicide attempt because I was absorbing the negativity from my husband and being I was so run down, I got into a crisis mode and I forgot that I should let things roll off my shoulder. Do you recognize that you've had some type of depression over the years? Oh, yes. Before I understood or even heard the term empath, this was the period of my life where I was actually married to a narcissist. And there's Mm -hmm. that classic, you know, the classic relationship of the empath and narcissist. And um, I didn't know what to do about it. I just knew that I was hurting. And the only thing I knew to do was to leave the relationship. But in leaving it, then I felt destroyed and I didn't feel capable of living my own life and and remembering who I was before the relationship. So there have been many ups and downs in my life uh, due to depression and feeling lost, feeling like I didn't know who I was. But then I stumbled on that conversation of being empathic and then I embraced it and really just dove into the terminology and the, the techniques of how to have boundaries and how to clear my own energy. And so that's actually one of my passions. I love teaching other empaths how to have this superpower as opposed to feeling like it's a curse because I see that a lot in people, them thinking that being empathic is a curse. It's hard. It's too hard. I like working with them to get them to that place where they enjoy it and they they love being that way. And if I had known you back then, I definitely would have given you a call because (laughs) it took me a long time to understand that that's why I got into the ISIS mode. And I love sharing my story with everybody because I want people to understand that I've come through it. And that's the biggest part of it because especially everyone that's an empath, and I'm learning now that there's a lot of empaths in this world, that we, we don't understand it until we've gotten past the point of no return. And I want the message to go out to everybody to recognize, oh, maybe that's what's going on with me. And the simple form of... Um, Rejecting this is to protect yourself. And I think um, I picture a white weight around myself, 
and that's a barrier to protect anything from anybody else coming in. Um, you can ground yourself and picture your feet planted in the ground and roots going into the earth and coming back into your body. And there's many ways to protect yourself from this horrible energy. What do you have to share on that, Morgan? I agree with you on the proactive stance of being able to uh, learning the techniques that clear you and keep you um, keep not keep you away from these energies because I feel like empaths our greatest gift is in connection with each other and we're here to love each other we're here to show the world how to love each other but. You're right. We need to make sure that we're also taking care of our own energy. And so one of the big platforms I talk about is uh, having healthy boundaries, being able to give yourself permission to say no when you really need to say no, because that's one of the things that's hard for us. We don't like disappointing people. We don't want to turn them down. We're afraid that they're going to be mad at us or we're going to lose them. So we just say yes even though we know somewhere inside of us we're not capable of doing that thing that they asked for, it, it hurts us. So yeah. I really want to work with people on it's okay to say no to the thing that they're asking. You're not saying no to the person. Like you can love the person that's asking you, but also say no to the thing that they're asking of you and, and to give yourself that permission to take care of yourself. Yes, exactly, because when we don't give ourselves the permission, that's when things do go haywire because we, we're kind of um, ignorant about the fact. Uh, I was in therapy from 2003, I still am, but um, the therapy really didn't help because the therapist didn't understand spirituality. So I think if I had a therapist that was a little bit more in tune with everything, I wouldn't have been in therapy for all those years. Right. Right. That's <laughs> the hard part is we, when we do seek help, not everybody is privy to this level of the conversation. And, and I know that they have certain criteria that they have to meet because I've actually had a therapist that was empathic, but she told me flat out she was not allowed to talk about that. And uh, I said, that's fine. You don't have to. I'll talk about it. <laughs> so I, right. I, shared, I shared everything with her. And, uh, but I think, you know, they're kind of acting to a corner in that world where they have to um, keep it very professional. So I, I, I get their position on it. But you're right. It, it's hard when we're talking to people that don't get it because it's, it's a, an interesting situation. Not everybody can understand it. Right. And I love to win because it's an actor. And the more people that I meet that do struggle with depression and some form of mental illness, that they are spiritual. And mm -hmm. they kind of go hand in hand. And my journey is to talk about mental illness because of my own situation, my crisis moment, and I want people to know, like you said, it's okay to love yourself, and the best thing is to reach out for help. It's, it's no longer 
the stigma that people thought about mental illness. It's becoming more of an awareness of people struggle daily with depression and anxiety alone because of the economy and things going on in the world, relationships. It all plays a part in it. And if you think of yourself in any type of a situation when you've been anxious and when you've had the depression, that now you can understand somebody that has it 10 times worse than you, and that's where I was. I was 10 times worse than the general public. And now you can have sympathy and empathy for the other people and be supportive of them. So that's a big part of my message, that we're all in it together, and we're here to help each other. I like that you do that. No, I love that you do that. I think that's a very important component. You know, we're all here on on this planet really just doing the best we can. We're trying to figure out who we are, have a little fun doing it, connect with each other, and the diversity is so beautiful. Like, I love how everyone's different and everyone comes with their own, you know, desires and goals. But you're right. This, it, a lot of what we're here for is connection. It's connection with each other and to celebrate each other. So wherever anybody is, there's always a way to support them right where they are. So I, I love that you do that work. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's what I was guided to do. Um, I asked God and my angels to help me start feeling better, and that was their answer because they had my life path planned out ahead of time, as we all spiritual people understand that. And the plan was to let people know it's okay. I want to go back to this part of trust because it's interesting. I saw your picture, and... The woman, the angel in this picture looks very similar to you. And I I had to point that out because that happens so often when I pull cards for people. It's like, oh, my God, look at how similar you look. So this was really meant to to talk to you. and, And I guess, as you said, point out that it's time for you to let things roll off your shoulder. I like that. I and go back to letting you know what the other card was clear audience. Now you have all these skills and I'm sure that part of everything that you do is also clear audience. And for people that don't know, clear audience is where you can hear things. And even when you're listening to the TV or the, the radio or something, something will jump out at you and you'll get the message. And so this is a very strong card for you, Morgan, because first of all, it's Archangel Zadkiel, and notice the loving guidance you hear inside your mind or from other people. And I believe this is meant for everybody listening to us. The card is multicolored lavender, purples, dark blues, and it, the wings make a heart. And where the, the top part of the heart comes together, there's beautiful light in this, the shape of stars and just bright lights like it would be a, a star on a Christmas tree. And 
it's like the energy that's pouring out of you more again, that it's just you're, you're receiving it from God and the divine and the universe, and you're taking it and transmuting it into other people. And the love, as you stated, is very strong coming from you. So this is a confirmation of what you just finished saying. It's beautiful. And yeah. the, this angel is on, it looks like a, a bridge going, like a, going to a castle, something like that. And I'm feeling that, oh, I'm hearing that a past life of yours was that of possibly living in a castle. And it's a golden bridge. It's beautiful. It's showing that your journey is beautiful. That's, that is a great And that brings me right into something that um, I would like to read, if you don't mind. I saw on your website, um, and you wrote about your gifts. Can I share what you have written on? Okay. So... When gifts decide to open, there's no stopping them. And it isn't because something is wrong. It's because it's who we really are. It's our natural blueprint coming online after being denied for so long. It came onto me so quickly, I didn't know what to do with it. I was afraid but curious. I resisted it at first, but eventually I just surrendered and fell into it. With surrender came guidance. With guidance came the path of teachers, mentors, classes, and books. I devoured everything I could on the subject. I began to realize that what I was wasn't scary. It wasn't something bad. It was natural. It was my gift. From that moment, as I accepted who I was, it was as if the floodgates opened and my intuition grew beyond what I thought was possible. I gave readings for fun and for practice. I started meditating and working with my chakra system. I delved into past life regressions and the Akashic records. I did anything and everything I could to get my hands on to help me understand who I was. So. It, it goes right from this card into what I wanted to read, and it's amazing because I shared it because it sounds familiar to everything that I've gone through. And I want you to please elaborate on that to let people know more of your journey, please. Yeah, thank you. It's funny, hearing hearing you read that, I don't, I didn't remember writing that. So much of what I do is channeled, so it's, it's interesting to hear it back. But, um, yes. yes, I was born empathic, and I remember being around seven years old, feeling spirits and angels or whatever they were, right? Because at seven, you don't know what they are. And I was very unnerved. I didn't know what to do with it. So, like everybody typically does, I shut it down and tried to just live a normal life. Well, I had my first child, uh, my, well, my only child, but he uh, was born in 99, and it was around that time when I started getting indicators that something otherworldly was happening to me, and I, was, I, I just didn't know what to do with it, and I was in a relationship where 
um, that wasn't very supported and um, it was kind of mocked and put down. And so I was really just trying to be normal. So I kept suppressing it and ignoring it. And when my guides would come to me and they would say things like, we want to talk with you, I would tell them to leave me alone. Like, no, I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I really fought it for a long time because I was just trying to be quote-unquote normal. Well, I uh, finally gave in because here I am holding my newborn son, and all of a sudden I am terrified of the, you know, because now he's alive in my arms, and I was all of a sudden just terrified that I could lose him at any minute, that he may die one day. And I know that's irrational, but I think everybody has those thoughts at that point. Yes. In my right ear, I heard a woman's voice audibly, like she was sitting next to me, and she said, don't worry, you don't have to worry about your son, he will be fine. And I finally was like, all right, clearly something's happening to me, and I can't ignore it anymore. And it was that moment when I'm like, all right, I, I'm open. I, <laughs> I need to stop fighting this. I need to stop being so stubborn. And uh, as soon as I said, okay, it, it just, it's like a river, like being in the middle of a river and holding onto a branch and fighting the current. And then all of a sudden I just let go and I floated. And that's exactly what it felt like. I had been fighting and fighting and fighting. But then when I just said, okay, I'm, I'm open to this, it just felt like I let go of that branch and I floated and it took me beautifully. So everything started turning on. Um, I felt safer. I felt supported. I felt like it was for something as opposed to something happening to me. And that was a, a very important distinction in that moment. And it's a, it was a powerful decision. Um, I don't remember a lot through my childhood, but recently um, I saw cousins that I hadn't seen for many years, and I told them what I do. They said, but you did know that. You always knew stuff when we were kids. And it's like I have the sensation of knowing, but I can't remember exact things. So I must have done the same thing as you where... I saw and heard things and got scared and probably just shut it off until adulthood. Yeah. So what, yeah. what I tell people now, if, if somebody comes to me and tells me that their child seems to be different, I can know right away if that child is gifted, and I'll tell the parent it's time to nurture them. Don't squash the idea because... More children nowadays are more spiritual and are going to be um, changing the world much more than it's changing now. Do you believe in that too? I absolutely believe that. And I think that that's a big credit to our generation because we, when we were born, our souls committed to being the cycle breakers. We said we would change things so that when the children, the next generation and a couple generations after, when they came in, they would have an easier time with this ability because it was our parents that shut it down and and their parents 
that it was a mental disease and they needed to be locked away in a sanatorium. So over the generations, we've slowly become more open to it, and it was our generation that said, we will will be the cycle breakers. We're going to change this. And then that allowed these new children to come in with more allies because like people like you, you are helping parents understand that it's not that something's wrong with them, that they now need to be nurtured in this conversation. So it's a beautiful, this is what I mean by the divine order. Everything is on time and everything is in order and it's working perfectly. It may not feel like it at times, but the big picture is it's really perfect. Yes. That's, uh, you know, I, I remember telling my husband like 15 years ago different, different things that were going to come to be, like the world with all the different the tsunamis and the earthquakes and all that. And I said to him, it's going to get a lot worse. And he said, who's telling you that? I said, it's just something I know, you know. <laughs> and I, I I think a big part of that message, why I'm being guided to share that, is um, when people know things, they start questioning it because nobody told them. So I am basically passing on the permission to everybody else that if you just know something, have faith in yourself that it is the truth. Yeah. Yes. That's a big one for people. It is. It really is. Because, yeah, it's one of those things for me that I feel like we need to heal. You know, trust the self somewhere throughout life. We've been told so many times that we're crazy, we're silly, you're making it up, it's your imagination. And, oh, I mean, it, it takes a while, but eventually you start believing everybody that, that, oh, I must be crazy, I must be, it's my imagination, I need to shut these things down. To come back from right. that, to step back into the trust itself is um, it's a journey and it's possible, but it's difficult, especially if you don't have support in your, in your relationships. If you, you need to find people that will support you in these, these thoughts and ideas so that you can start trusting yourself again. And that's it's a big journey for people to come back from that from that beat down. I mean, it really beats the sound. Right. Yes. Um, I'd like to combine a couple of my questions because I think they tie into each other where how do you help people, and I believe that you answer that in your book, which is The Spirit of Human, Proactive Tools for a Reactive World. Can you answer that twofold question, please? Yeah, absolutely. I I have a theory that we're born exactly who we're wanting to be born. It's that life kind of beats it out of us. We learn very quickly how to survive, how to... Uh, be wallflowers, how to meld, don't stand out, don't be special, because it's a survival tactic. And that's, on one level, as children, that's kind of how we have to get through it, because, you know, it's, it's a big world, and we're just trying to get through it. But as adults, yeah. we have a tendency to carry on those habits without even thinking about it. Like, now we have created a habitual survival system, 
and we have forgotten who we are. And so I feel like the world, people, are desperately in search of something that they feel like is missing, that they think that they have to go take all the classes and do all the things because something's going to give them that peace that's missing. But I don't think it's missing. I just think it's buried. And part of the work that I do in whatever capacity is really just to help that person take off the stuff that's covering the thing that they're looking for because it's within. It's not outside of themselves. And when we start uncovering them and taking off all the crap that they've picked up throughout their life, all the beliefs and stories and fears and worries, when you strip those down and you dig down into who you really are, that person just remembers who they are. And then from that place, they then get to create the life that they were born to have. It's not anything you have to go find. And so that is the central point of all of the things that I do is to help that person just remember as opposed to having them think that something is missing because I don't think that anything is missing. Right, that makes sense. I think that um, in my case that there's too much there that I still have to peel away. Yeah, and it's a process. It's the hero's journey. You know, it's that we're born perfect, we get beaten down into submission, and then the hero's journey is about coming back to self and remembering who you are. So it's, it's programmed and it's ingrained in our society because it's true. That's, that's kind of the process of a human life. And it's okay. It's just that if we could stop searching the globe for everything that we think is missing and look within, we'll find it a lot faster. Yes, that is definitely true. Um, So how about we go right into um, doing a little bit of work with me, trying to figure out what I need to release. How would you do that? All right. Let me, because I have um, this um, really strong ethic where I don't look at people without permission, I want to connect with you for a moment and just kind of take a look Uh at your energy, if you don't mind. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I do see, and it's interesting, the visual that I see. I see within your auric field floating around like these little sentences that are floating in your field that um, you have a tendency to believe people and that can be an attribute or it can be detrimental because some of the beliefs that you're carrying around aren't your beliefs. You're still formulating yes. your own belief system. And so there's, it's like they're floating around in your auric field and they're kind of in your way and they're obstructing your view for your own path. And so they're, it's cluttered. I have a lot of clutter in general. And yes, everything, <laughs> everything in my mind is cluttered. Mm-hmm. So I love the act of asking better questions. I love this new game that I've been playing lately. And that's, on one hand, the universe is programmed to answer us every single time we ask a question, every single time. 
It is what the relationship is. The key is what kinds of questions are you asking? Because we have a tendency to ask questions in more of a victimhood of why, why can't I get this? What's wrong with me? Why am I still here? Why can't I understand? Like we tend to ask those kinds of questions. Right. So what if we changed the way we talked? What if we changed our tone, our questions, our intention, and asked things from a space of what am I missing that I'm not seeing? What message is trying to get to me and I'm not listening? So when we get a little bit more curious and we get a little bit more in the wonder of what's going on as opposed to the reaction of what's going on, we have a tendency to hear a better answer. Okay? So when you are clouded with all these thoughts, you get to ask, is that even my thought? Does that belong to me? And you could even follow up with, do I even want to believe that? Does that thought serve my highest good, or is it limiting my highest good? Okay. It's like we, like, just changing, even changing the intention, changing the tone of how we ask questions opens up our frequency to receive answers that will actually serve us, as opposed to, I don't know why I think this, why am I doing this, what's wrong with me, why can't I get this? That has a a tendency to close down our energy because now we're in protective mode. But when we're in that state of, of wonder and we're going, huh, I wonder what that means. I wonder what it's trying to show me that I'm not getting. I wonder why I'm here again and I'm experiencing this again. What am I missing? Our frequency opens to the universe and we can get the answers that will actually answer those questions and will get us past that limiting moment. Okay. Um, I I guess I'm... Leaning towards, yeah, I still say all of those negative things as much as I think positive and say, I know I'm on the right track, but then I do say those questions. So I guess I'm just kind of um, counteracting what I think positive with the negative. Right. And I'm all for being positive. Trust me. I think that positivity has a place. But we can't just be positive and move through these shadow sides of us because it's like we've got to be honest versus being just positive. Like, let's be honest. Honest. I love that space of, like, I see myself going into this pattern again. I don't like this pattern. What can I do differently today that would help me get out of that pattern? Because I don't think there's anything wrong with calling it out and being honest because it puts you in a proactive state. When we're just being positive, we're already trying to counteract something that is reactive. We're having a reaction to something that is probably not so good, and we're trying to be positive to get out of it. It's called spiritual bypassing. We're trying to bypass what's uncomfortable by being spiritual. Wow, that's the first time I've heard of that. That's a cycle. It's never going to work. It never works because you can't fluff it up. You can't just be positive if you're not being honest. 
Yeah. So I, I always tell people, yeah, I tell people one last thought is that it's like a bridge. If you're on one side of the river and you want to get to the other side of the river, it's a big jump to go from one side to the other. It's a big jump to go from victimhood to I completely got this. Like I'm on it. I got it. I win. I did this. It's a big jump, right? Yes. But we can say, I get that I'm being negative right now, but I'm open to the possibility of understanding how I can be done with this cycle. I get that I'm beating myself up right now, but I'm open to the possibility of not doing that anymore. That statement, I'm open to the possibility, is the bridge that can take you from one side to the other. And it doesn't have, a, have to be a big jump. You're not going to drown. You don't have to fight the current. It's a way to take you out of honesty, being honest about your circumstance, but stay open to a possibility of not having that circumstance anymore. I love it. Yeah. And there's something I'm, very I'm, magical that happens. And I'm feeling so much better already just as I'm saying it, changing the thoughts already. Right. Because we're frequency beings. We vibrate. And everything has a vibration. Everything vibrates right. at a specific frequency. Thoughts, words, emotions, actions, everything vibrates. So if you don't like where you are, change the frequency by how you think about it, how you speak about it, and that will change how you feel about it. Right. I love it. I wrote this all down. Good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't think so, people realize just how powerful they are. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, elaborate on that, please. Well, I feel like because we're reactionary beings, we have a tendency to feel like life is happening to us, and I don't have a lot to say about that. I have to just take it. And that is the part I'm talking about where life kind of has beaten us down. It's, it's come at us so often that right. we don't feel like we have a say. And getting out of that reactionary mode and over into proactive mode is also a journey. It takes a little time and a little practice. But when we get into proactive mode, you don't really have a lot of say of what's coming towards you, but you do have a lot of say about how you handle it. And when you change how, how you yes. think about that and when you talk about it and how, what you do about it, it empowers a person. Okay, that's happening, but here's what I'm going to do about it. And it changes the human psyche. It changes everything about our frequency. Right, right. That is great. I am going to start writing these um, positive questions and putting them around my house because I know with my vision board and everything else, when I post it around the house, it gets drilled into my head a whole lot better. Yes, because it's programming. And we're already programmed right. with negatives, so we might as well program with something that's going to feed our soul. So I love that idea. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, um, just a simple thing that I've had, I still have it up, I, have, I typed it in really large, dark letters, I am healthy, 
and I don't read it on a daily basis, but it's there, so it's getting into my subconscious. I highly recommend doing that because it does make a difference. Exactly. So share a little bit more about everything that you do because you have such a variety of things that you accomplished. Yeah, um, two of the main focuses I think for me is I love doing readings and that's a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. Um, uh -huh. My readings, I call them highest good readings because I don't do the fortune. I don't do like where you're going to be in five years because I don't necessarily believe that. Uh -huh. um, I feel like I look at the person uh, as who they are right now and I help them understand how to get them on the road to that future that they want. So that's a lot of the work that I do in my readings. Um, the intuitive coaching is a little bit more life skill building where people either come to me and they want to enhance their spiritual abilities, their, their psychic and intuitive abilities, or they want life skills like boundaries and using their authentic voice and how to say no and things like that that I think a lot of us really could use some, hand, some help in. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the coaching is more of a multi-session, step-by-step process of how to incorporate these proactive exercises in our lives that we miss somewhere along the line because we aren't taught those kinds of things. We have to figure them out on our own, and that's why I like walking people through the steps. And uh, honestly, the book, The Spirited Human, is... It was birthed by doing all of the coaching with people. So the book itself is a step-by-step -step process of how to incorporate these tools in one's life. Oh, that's wonderful. And where can they get that? On your site, Amazon, or what? It's available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and I have them available as well. So if you wanted to get one from me and you wanted an autograph, just contact me directly and we'll set that up. Okay, and remind everybody what the name of the book is, please. Yes, it's The Spirited Human, Proactive Tools for a Reactive World. I love the title. Thank you. Great. You're welcome. Um, how about the paranormal investigation? Because I know a lot of people, you know, they see Ghostbusters and everything and think it's stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little different. Um, yes, I love, I love doing paranormal work. Um, I'm a little different than what you see on TV because my agenda is not about getting the reactions and the, the voices and the, you know, the spooky stuff. I want to go into these places and have a conversation with the spirits that are there because the reason that they're there primarily is that they have forgotten that they've died. They have been wow. so long that they get this sort of amnesia and they have forgotten. So I like going in there and gently and lovingly helping them remember that they need to cross over. And so when I'm doing investigations, that's my goal, is to help as many people cross over as possible. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, 
learned a simple thing for myself many years ago because I had so many spirits in my house. It's like, oh, my God, just like in the movie Ghost where Whoopi Goldberg is in the small room and people are coming through the wall. I had that experience, and it's like, oh, my God, you've got to let me sleep. So somebody <laughs> said to me, well, just tell them, you know, please go and let me sleep, and I did, and then they stopped coming every day. But then I also had a spirit that I felt was um, not very friendly, but not really too bit of a spirit, and I felt uncomfortable. So I said, okay, spirit, if you really need something from me, please come during the day. Otherwise, please let me sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like educating and, uh, people and, around that because they, they watch these shows and they think that, oh, I'm haunted. I don't have any say. Again, there's that. They don't realize their power. And so I like educating the living, helping them understand that if you have a spirit in your home and it's uncomfortable and you don't like their presence, you have say over your space. You can dictate that they leave. And that's something that the TV shows don't talk about because they want you to think that, oh, you're screwed, you're haunted, you don't have any say. But I don't agree yeah. with that. And I don't, I don't like that they do that. Right. They don't really look into the reality of things. They just do what they feel is correct. Right. Well, and it's for mm-hmm. ratings. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. And that's that's part of the reason of my show is to let people understand and know the reality of spirituality and, and self-help and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Um, so what else do you like to share about everything that you do? Um, well, I am not that I expect anybody in my area to, to be listening because I know that, you know, Internet is so beautiful that way, so I'm sure it's worldwide. But I've been teaching this beautiful two-day intensive workshop called Intuition by Design. My intention with that is to help people remember that they're intuitive and to give them back their power. I would like to work myself out of a job where people don't come to me anymore for the answers that they have within themselves. I want to teach them how to get the answers themselves. And so it really is just a breakdown of what's in your way, why do you believe you can't do this, and then a lot of skill building and a lot of practice and terminology conversations. So I want to give people back their power. So I've, I'm going to, I taught one here in Dallas, and I'm about to leave town on Thursday to go teach one in Boise, Idaho. And then I'm hoping to teach more, but I've, I've just started it. But it's so magical. It's so beautiful. I'm really excited to get it into the world. So that's, that's my latest adventure. I love it. It sounds wonderful. It sounds very um, building people's positive thoughts and everything and, and empowering them. So good luck with going forward. And, you know, if you want me to share that on my website or, you know, Facebook, just send me the information and I will. Oh, how lovely. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's yes. time for us to reclaim who we are instead of giving our power away to people that that don't have any say in our lives 
and, and it's okay to go see psychics, but I think that it's time for us to wake up our own internal psychic. Yes. So you mentioned that you live in Texas. So anybody that lives in the area um, or visiting, please look up more again because she would be a wonderful inspiration for you to work with her or just maybe have lunch with her and, you know, take her out to lunch and pick her mind a little, you know, because um, more again, I feel like you have so much to share and I hope you don't mind that I invited people to do that. <laughs> No, I get it. I love talking with people about stuff. And, and for your listeners, just so you know, uh, my services are available online as well uh, as on uh-huh. the phone. So I don't necessarily have to be in the same room with you. Um, I Distance doesn't matter to me. So it, it goes for everybody. Yes, and a lot of people don't recognize that. And some people say, but I'm not face-to-face with you how is it working and I say it's just a connection and as you explained it's the energy so um, thank you for letting people know that again because that is um, it's something that needs to be known because some people say oh I really don't want to go and meet that person I don't want to go there and the internet has made it so much easier to to reach people and, and to have them be supported Exactly, exactly. And so the connection is just there. You don't have to be face-to-face in person. So what is the most important thing that you want our listeners to take away from today? Well, as I tune into that, I hear my guides say that everything that you're seeking is within you. And it's such a a gigantic concept for us because we have been told our whole lives, on multiple lives, that you don't have it within you. You have to go to somebody else to get it. And it's time Uh for us to awaken to the knowing that everything we are looking for, we were born with. And so it's time to take the attention inward and get to know yourself. Give yourself a break don't have to be perfect. Nobody's expecting you to be perfect. Have a little bit of faith in yourself and have some fun. The more fun you have, the more you will get to know who you really are and it'll just naturally come online when you don't have resistance and you don't have any judgment around it. It just starts blossoming. So I would just, that's where I would like to leave that conversation. Just have a little faith and have a little fun and get to know who you are. That is beautiful. Thank you. And it's something that I only learned uh, the last that I really haven't had in my life. And for some reason, I blocked it. So thank you for explaining that because I feel that when I allow myself to have fun, then I can relax more and do a lot more in my life. So thank you again for sharing that. Welcome. And do you have anything special that you would like to offer my guests, my listeners? Yeah, sure. I've got on my website, I have a complimentary consultation available. It's in the calendar. You just find the date, you find the time, and that sets up a call between you and I. During that call, what I'm offering people is 
tell me what it is you're looking for in life and where you want to succeed and where you feel like you're struggling. And we, we kind of get a plan in place. And now, whether you work with me or not, you're still going to be able to walk away with an idea of what to do in, in your life to put things in alignment for yourself. And so it's just super simple. You go to morganlin.com, you click on the tab in the menu called Work, and you scroll down to the calendar and pick a complimentary consultation and set up a time, and we'll have a conversation about it. That's wonderful. Thank you. And after this, I will probably give you a call and get my consultation and, and see how I should go forward. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I would love that. Yes. So, it's, yes, yes. It's been really wonderful speaking with you. You, you really shared a lot of great um, important facts that, um, you know, other people going through the journey like us, that we, we kind of dispelled some of their um, anxiousness, I guess we could say, on believing and accepting and knowing that this is real. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, too, just understanding so, um, that help and you're not alone, I think, is a really good factor. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan, for sharing, and I really did enjoy everything. Um, I learned a couple things along the way, and I love doing this show because of that, and I hope that you enjoyed working with me. I very much enjoyed it. I really appreciate you having me on, really. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And just send me all your information that you would like me to share about the book and everything, and I'll post that in my newsletter and on Facebook. All right, I will do that. I'm grateful so, for that. Everyone listening, thank you. Yes, yes, you're welcome. I love sharing. Very good. So I look forward to seeing that, that, that information. Everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything Morgan had to share. As a reminder, you can check out my information on web, my website at www.katherinemlaub.com. And as a reminder, you, I offer a free report on receiving messages from beyond. If you're interested in a psychic reading or coaching with me, you can find information on my programs and readings page. We can talk on the phone, Skype, email, or if you're local to Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. And again, you can find Morrigan at www.morrighan. L Y N N E dot com. This is Catherine Lab. Have a wonderfully blessed day.